Well, good afternoon. We have a beautiful spring day in New Jersey. It's about time. We have a different situation today. We have one seller. Again, this one involves these DSO private equities again. Uh, and the seller, uh, it's a good practice, you know, multiple million dollars. And the DSOs are doing, you know, they're doing a factor of that. The EBITDA, which we've talked about in the past, earnings before interest, taxes, and, uh, and uh, amortization, etc. So, and depreciation. So the private equity slash DSOs are making offers, two different ones with two different letters of intent, with a healthy mix and a healthy multiple of that net value. Those multiples can be three, four, five times the the net or the EBITDA. Sometimes it goes up to six and seven, seven and a half. And other times it can be even higher. It goes up to nine or ten, I've heard. Um, so anyway, we have one situation where two different DSOs are competing against one's practice. So I never share what the other one's uh you know, I don't do that. I don't shop deals. I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm not involved in that. So now we have a situation where uh, two DSOs put in two letters of intent. And the seller was up front and I was up front. Listen, they have two competing parties here. We're not going to share what you gave to the other. Just not going to do that. But, you know, put your best effort in. And then the buyer will make a decision of what direction they want to go. So we had two offers. We're waiting for the two offers. And suddenly... The seller goes out and solicits a third buyer, unbeknownst to me. I didn't know he was doing it. Um, and, you know, in these situations, we really don't have an exclusive because we're someone else is paying our commission. So we're trying to bring some of our best people. The problem with bringing the third, you have two people, two solid buyers, and you bring in the third buyer. What happens with the third buyer is he's going to find out, and not from me because I don't share that information, but he's going to find out from the seller, well, what do I have to do to beat out the other two? What he's going to do is the third buyer is going to do everything and anything he can to satisfy the seller. So whatever issues, and there's no perfect deal, whatever issues were at hand, the new buyer is going to satisfy and wipe out those issues and give them a better deal. Well, you just got to be a little suspicious of that. Are you trying to tell me that he's going to give you the perfect deal where the others two had a little something about the deal? It wasn't perfect in the transition or the payment or the holdback or the, whatever it was, you know. And this new third buyer is going to come in, wipe out the other two. Now, the other two are going to get disillusioned because you essentially shop their deal. And you may very well lose the first two. Now the third buyer comes in, and I bet you, because I don't know who the third buyer is, I didn't bring him in. Third buyer comes in, so he grabs the deal, gets them to drive or drop the other two. Now he's in first position. But now it comes to contract and negotiation. And I could bet you something will happen. Something will break, or he'll find something wrong with the practice, or something in the practice leaves last minute, or there's a crisis in the practice, so they can't negotiate with the landlord. That third buyer will come up with something so that he doesn't have to fulfill the promises he made that'll cover everything uh, about the others. Something will happen, I'm telling you. Now the seller 
is now focusing on the third buyer. The first and second buyer are kind of saying, well, what can we do to make this keep this thing alive? At the same time, the two buyers in first and second position are saying to themselves, well, you shop the deal and yeah, I'm starting to question your how honorable you are. Because we put all our colors out, all our cards are on the table. We tell you exactly what we're going to do. Now, I didn't bring in a third partner, had nothing to do with it. But he wasn't on an exclusive, and this seller went out and solicited another bid. Now the bid miraculously comes. Of course, they're going to promise you everything. Let's see what happens. What the seller should have done is said, look, Dr. Gary, please go out and get a third bid or a fourth bid. Now everybody's at least on board what's going on. There's newer buyers, there's now four buyers involved in this deal. So at least the first two buyers know at least what they're up against. Rather than last minute selling them, okay, I got a third buyer and I'm gonna stick with my third buyer. I don't think you should do that ever. And that's a situation that happened here. So you lose a little honor that way and you lose some of your integrity. Most of your integrity will really be gone when that third buyer falls apart. So these things happen. Nothing is easy. This chaos happens on the first event, second event. I'm used to this. You as a seller or a buyer are not accustomed to it. I don't relax until five minutes after the closing. Never relax. So this is what happens and you've got to be aware of it. You've got to be accustomed to chaos. That's what we believe we can help you because we're the only brokers. I've been doing this for 11 years and Dennis is 25 years and we're the only broker that uh, has CPA accounts. Our company is Healthcare Practice Sales LLC. Our website is dentalpracticeguide.com. Our phone number is 201-663-0935. And uh, we are here to serve you. We're involved in the sale of dental practices. We broker that. We've been doing this for 11 years. We're the only broker that 